You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about the mothers of invention. We're only in it for the money. In the room, I have Rob Hello. and Ben. Hello. We're only in it for the money is the third studio album by the mothers of invention, released on March 4th, 1968 on Verve Records. The producer was Frank Zappa, and the genre is experimental music, psychedelic rock, doo progressive rock, a lot of stuff. And from All Music Review, Steve Huey. From the beginning, Frank Zappa cultivated a role as the voice of the freaks, imaginative outsiders who didn't fit comfortably into any group. Rolling in it for the money is the ultimate expression of that sensibility, a satirical masterpiece that simultaneously skewed the hippies and the straights as prisoners of the same narrow-minded, superficial phoniness. Like Freak Out, Rolling in it for the money essentially devotes its first half to satire and its second half to presenting alternatives. Despite some specific references... The first half is still wickedly funny, since its targets remain immediately recognizable. The second half shows where his sympathies lie, with character sketches of Zappa's real-life freak acquaintances, a carefree utopia in Take Your Clothes Off When You Dance, and the strident, unironic protests, Mother People. Regardless of how dark the subject matter, there's always a pervasive, surreal, whimsical flavor to the music, sort of like Sgt. Pepper as a creepy nightmare. Some of the instruments and most of the vocals have been manipulated to produce odd texture and cartoonish voices. Most songs are abbreviated and segue into others, though edited snippets of the music and dialogue are broken into fragments by more snippets constantly interrupting the album's continuity. Compositionally, though, the music reveals itself as exceptionally strong, and Zappa's politics and satirical instinct have rarely been so focused and relevant making Moroni in it for the money quite possibly his greatest achievement. All right, what do we think of the album? I liked it. I liked it too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so so on it. Really? I liked part of it. Yeah. First half, second half? No. Listening through it, I think there's three distinct parts for me. One is tape manipulation and experimentation that he does within the album. The second is... He does sort of like a doo where they sing different parts. And then the, the third part is sort of this like hippie 60s where they kind of have a sing-songy uh, in harmony. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So like Take Your Clothes Off When You Dance is sort of like that doo And also What's the Ugliest Part of Your Body is sort of like the doo parts. Mm-hmm. But then those others like Let's Make the Water Turn Black and like the idiot bastard son and some of those others are i'm not so fond of all right yeah i i i can't say that you're wrong but i 
I don't know. Uh, a lot, last time we talked about Zappa, I was really drunk and uh, just going, <laughs> without Zappa, there wouldn't be no Mr. Bungleberg. <laughs> um, and I still think that's the case. This album is way easier to digest than uh, Freak Out was. I actually I, think I like Freak Out better, though. Huh. Well, I guess you and I are. Uh, yeah, well, that's my, weird. My, my, I guess my thing is, like, I, I'm, I'm more of a runtime. Okay. Dude, when it comes okay. to this stuff, and yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah. coming in at 39 minutes and not being a two. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it's true. Maybe the first of the double rock and roll records. Uh, for them to come in with like this concise thing, uh, I thought was really nice. And the genre jumping that they do is just so seamless. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I don't know, I, it, it still sounds like just as fresh today as I probably said on the Freak Out record, as it did, you know, when it came out. It's just, it's super weird and super smart and... It's really funny. Yeah, super funny. The guy, like, I get it. I don't like hippies either, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't like shitty cops either. Like, he has the most biting critique of the psychedelic age, like, of of any of his contemporaries. When he says, I'll go to San Francisco and get crabs, but I won't care. (laughs) I will lead a band and I will become their road manager. And I will sleep on the floor and get crabs, but I will not care. (laughs) Yeah. The uh, yeah, the satire is is really good. The I think my biggest problem is the sort of bouncing back and forth sing songiness of some of the of when they're all singing together. I just don't find it as interesting as I don't know. I don't think I've ever liked that as uh, when I'm listening to music where people are kind of like dun 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 dun. You know, it just kind of like. It has this like very plodding sort of feel, and it just kind of feels mundane. And I know some of, some of that's intentional to feel mm-hmm. different or a little off or whatever. But it just doesn't it doesn't hit me the same way like Flower Punk did or something like that, where it's you know it has these uh, it has biting lyrics, but it still the the tunes carry through and everything. Right. Have you have you taken the time to count out Flower Punk yet? No. It's cool. It's fast. It's like four really fast bars of like five two and then four bars of like wait, maybe not five two. But it's like four bars of four very fast bars of five and then four very fast bars of seven. It okay. just it just goes back and forth. And fast enough that it's hard to actually count them out. You almost just have to feel it. Because like if you're trying to count all of the beats. So they're, they're, just, they're just going five, four times, seven, four times, five, four times, seven, four times. Mm-hmm. So they're not hitting the 11. They're doing a full 20 and then a 24. Yes. Oh, that's fun. The, 28. Sorry. Because, you know, it's a it's a play on Hey Joe, you know. Uh, the call and re- like the, the Hey Joe part is the bars of five. And then the Joe's response part is the bars of seven. Like, Hey Joe, we're going with a gun in your hand. Hey Joe, we're going, to go, going with a gun in your hand. And then... Where whatever wherever Joe's going with the gun in his hand or the flower and or button on his shirt or whatever <laughs> that that's the bars of seven, and they just blow through it so fast that you don't even really realize that it's a weird time huh. signatures. It's, yeah, I I'm on like my third time through this and I it like I've just been head bobbing and and yeah. kind of cracking up to myself. I, no, that's <laughs> awesome. I thought the best songs on each side. What's the ugliest part of your body? I loved that song. That was like it's your mind. My Spoiler ba- alert! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. And then on the second, I thought um, 
take your clothes off when you dance. But those are this, like I said, those are sort of the R&B style where they're kind of making fun of the Beatles, right? What there's did you a, say? There's a lot of Beatles. kind of the kinks. There's a lot of post and fun, poking fun of the Beatles. Right, or, right. Like, including the intended album cover. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love that they, they went through that and then asked Paul McCartney, yeah. you know, hey, we're going to do this. Uh, that's cool, right? And then the, Paul was like, he's like, I don't know. That's up to the label managers. And he's like, Zappa's like, no, no, man, you're in charge of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, 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 you tell call them. the shots. Yeah. You're the fucking Beatles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Paul taking, uh, taking an easy out, I think. Yeah. Now believe me when I tell you that my song is really true. I want everyone to listen and believe. It's about some little people from a long time ago. All the things the neighbors didn't know Early in the morning Daddy Dinky went to work Selling lamps and chairs To San Bernardino squares And I still remember Mama with her apron and her pad Feeding all the boys at its cafe Whizzing and pasting and pooting through the day Ronnie helping Kenny helping <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of hard to listen to this while we're talking, <laughs> it's, isn't oh, it? It's yeah, all it's, over the place It's everywhere <laughs> Yeah, they're, I will say they're quite tight. Like, they're playing... Well, Zappa um, is a taskmaster. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zappa's such a taskmaster that he eventually ab- abandoned human musicians altogether. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really where he, he lost He just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> the mortal world can't deal with my mind rapes. <laughs> He had to teach robots. <laughs> yeah. And, like, on, on on one side of the coin, like, cool. But on the other side of the coin, I, it, it, that's that's just a, a, a bridge too far for me. Yeah. Fun story about that era of Zappa, uh, aside from being cornered by Michael Grady, like, at, <laughs> yeah, at, like, four in the morning, being forced to listen to that. Um, my senior year of high school, uh, marching band, Going into winter drumline, like uh, the the drum guy came in and was like, "All right, that's what we're gonna be doing." So like we listened to it, and it's just all these fucking like ridiculous xylophone oh, yeah. runs and everything. It's like peaches and regalia, and he we couldn't do it, and so he dropped it, and we did Dream Theater instead. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did Dream Theater once too at my school. <laughs> Dream Theater, the ultimate marching band. Oh man, band. You, you just like no winter percussion. Winter, man. Yeah, oh, winter drumming, okay, man. Yeah. Get with, get with the program. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I, I remember listening Theater, to that. We did Spirogyra. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember listening to that later Zappa stuff and just being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> why are the, you doing all this? the MIDI stuff? Yeah, he gets he gets out there. We can absolutely see it too. I mean, this some of the tape manipulation stuff that he does on this. It it seems like it takes forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading up on how he would like splice things and splice them again, and then like cut all that stuff together. It seemed like he he was like trying to reach really hard into an obscurity. You know, it was sort of like a mental place that you couldn't get to. Yeah. At, at the time, yeah, with mm-hmm. with currently what he had, I mean, and he, and he he wrote and produced the record itself. Like mm-hmm. he was behind the board doing this shit. Like I, had, like props to this man. Like 
Sober is a judge angry at everybody and making fun of them all. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, this album was originally censored and recut without uh, Zappa's permission. They, oh, they yeah. They came in and uh, kind of spliced out some of the uh, parts, including uh, what was the classic line? The, the My uh, mother with her apron uh, and pad. Yes. They thought referred to a sexual act. But they it, thought it was a sanitary napkin, but it was a uh, waitress's pad like yeah. to take an order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they took a lot of this stuff out, and then when they received a, an award, he kind of uh, famously said something like, well, I don't really deserve this re- award because it's not really my album anymore, is it? You know, he kind of poked fun yeah, at but, how much the, this person had changed within yeah, the album. Yeah, like you're listening to the editor's work, not my own. Yeah. It, like, uh, in Concentration Moon, uh, like the, the whispering part right in the middle of it, where you hear the second uh, Jimmy Carl Black introduction, that was spliced over the quote verbatim, but the guy's whispering about like today he's working with Frank Zappa and tomorrow he's working with the Velvet Underground and they're just as shitty as Frank Zappa's band. (laughs) And and so, but now on this version, it says like today I'm working with Frank Zappa and tomorrow, hi boys and girls, I'm Jimmy Carl Black. I'm the Indian (laughs) Underground. Yeah. Yeah, They just reuse reuse that sample. Oh, here's the exact quote. I prefer that the award be presented to the guy who modified this record because what you are hearing is more reflective of his work than mine. So, seems like he was always frustrated. I mean, him and Captain Beefheart with just... They just wanted to be... Super weird, super out there. Did and they like go to like a weird school? Like, like <laughs> how did these two like know each other since childhood? And they're both so weird. <laughs> I think it just played off each other, right? Maybe when you're in that sort of uh, atmosphere, I think you kind of just you know, what are you doing? You know, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm making the water turn black. <laughs> also, I mean, Zappa did produce the beef art. Yes, he did. He, record, yeah, pr- so. like I would say produced in quotations, almost like a field recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sociologist recording <laughs> a crazy person tormenting a band. <laughs> <laughs> Every town must have a place where phony hippies meet. Psychedelic dungeons popping up on every street. I don't often get in the mood to listen to Frank Zappa. Like, it's not something that I just like throw. I was gonna on, say that's you know? probably that's probably where I'm at too. I just I don't I don't I'm not I don't hate it. I don't. But it's just like not something I would just put on and be like, oh, let me just go ahead and listen to yeah. like listening this to it album. for this. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool stuff. I'll probably dust it off again the next time we want to talk about it. You yeah, know? like in between now and then. Yeah, like, uh, I, I I did get some songs stuck in my head though this yeah. week. It, coming coming at it like from being a 38 year old man and like just listening to this for the first time, I I can imagine. The effect this would have had on my on my adolescent brain. Sure, like I but does it move past? Um, does it move past the that initial the initial freak out? Because a lot of people said this one's more you know concentrated 
it has better playing it has it's more interesting I liked Freak Out better, I think, just huh. because it had such weirdness. I like, think this one's more accessible than Freak Out. Yeah, it's accessible. It's still Zappa. Yeah, it's still gonna be more difficult than your radio pop. But I think that this one's got more pop sensibility. Yeah. than than Freak Out. Okay, yeah, yeah. There are no brain police on this record. That yeah. Who are the brain police? Do you love the brain police? <laughs> so what? What do you think? I think ultimately, I'm. I would. Man, I don't know. I'd probably just be neutral. I can't I can't give this like a positive because there's just so much on it that I'm just like, eh, eh. But it is strong. It's a really strong record. Uh yeah, and I do like some of the satirical wit. I mean, he's the only one doing this kind of at this time of just being uh strange like this. So yeah, I'll just do neutral. But there's no song about how much Eric Clapton likes chocolate. <laughs> Though Eric Clapton is on the record. He's one of the voices in uh, Are You Hung Up at the very beginning. Yeah. Huh. He's the British one. He had to be on like almost every record in the in 1968. Right? <laughs> I, I'd give it a positive. Um, yeah. it, it, it's still, it, it's still as crazy sounding as it ever was. Like it doesn't. I don't think anything's aged poorly on it, and uh, like the songs are very good. And uh, like on, uh, yeah, I, I won't. This won't be like repeated listening for me or anything like that. But you know, for for the influence that it had on uh, you know music, I, I think Birch, you said at one point in time, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of all this psychedelic stuff, but it's the growing pains that rock and roll had to go through before, like you know, to to. Break out of the uh, the fifties mold, and yeah, I think this this helped push that. So, yeah, yeah, I can see that positive. I agree with just about everything Rob just said. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a, a positive. I think it's a really good record. I probably won't listen to it again for a long time, you know. Uh, but it, but it's good. Yeah, I'm know? actually kind of looking forward to more Zappa. I don't think I would... I think we got some coming right up. Oh, sure, sure. Isn't, like, Hot Rats coming right up? I think so, yeah. Which I'm surprised to to say, you know, but, yeah. I'm looking forward to more Zappa. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I just don't know how far it's going to go. I guess we'll find out, won't we? It goes so far that he abandons all humans. (laughs) (laughs) He moves to another uh, planet. Spoiler alert, he gets cancer and dies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but not before he yells at Tipper Gore for a while. That yeah. is true. That is that is <laughs> Next amazing. to Dee Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just old Zappa and Dee yelling at Tipper. Over a, over a Dead Kennedys <laughs> album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking 80s. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Neil Young. Everybody knows this is nowhere. All right. Thanks, y'all. What's the ugliest part? of your body What's the ugliest part of your body Some say your nose Some say your toes I think it's your mind I think it's your mind